you, everyone. Thank you. Please take your seats. Hello, I am Dr. Dave Scorpion Blood. Welcome to Dr. Scorpion Blood's self-help seminar extravaganza. I want to thank you all for joining me here, as well as those listening to this on tape. I can feel you in the room with me right now. I want to get started with an exercise. I'd like everyone to close your eyes for a moment. Take a minute to be still. Now reach up to your collarbone and start gently tapping a rhythm, just like that. Don't just follow my rhythm. Listen to the pace of everyone around you. We are collectively choosing a tempo, and our hearts are beginning to match it. Very good. Now that we're all synced up with each other, give yourselves a round of applause. So, let's talk about numbers. Have you ever noticed during your seven-day week while you look at seven-digit displays or use a computer with seven different logic gates trying to live out the seven virtues while dodging the seven deadly sins, you have crammed your life full of sevens. It's the only number below 15 that can't be represented as the sum of the squares of three integers, and yet we wonder why our lives are such nightmares. Now, if you're anything like me, you are reeling right now. How can I get anything done with all this sevens business everywhere? Am I trapped in the sevens forever? I've always said if you can count to ten, you have twice as much as you need to get results from my mindfulness program. Before you panic, I am here to tell you it could be easier to get into a better mental space. Let's think about what it would mean to get out of the world of sevens and start living in the world of fives. This is the mental state of the five senses, the five fingers and toes, the uh, five stars of the Cassiopeia constellation, the five star review. And when you need rest, you know what? You take five. Now, let's all take five with a little breathing exercise that... Archaeological dig began in earnest when a stylized heptagram, or seven-pointed star, was found inscribed on a clay fragment discovered in the Severn Estuary. It was the first evidence of a previously unknown religious order. Two, three, four, and breathe out on five. In, two, three, four, and breathe out on five. Now our hearts are a little more steady, our breath is more even, we are out of the sevens and into the fives. Let's get down to the good stuff. Now we wouldn't all be here if there weren't problems to solve. You've done the hard work of showing up, now let's finish the process of wellness. You came here thinking, I'm sad, I'm lonely, I'm broke, I, 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 it starts sounding like I am sadness, I am loneliness, I'm broke. Well, did you make you broke? Maybe a little, but the economy and the bank have a little to do with it. Are you the sole source of human sadness? I doubt it. So what's making you sad? A big 
amorphous blob of personal hang-ups, social pressures, worries, stresses. But it's so hard to tangle with that big mess that we end up saying, I am sad. Let's externalize this just a little. Let's put a name to this. Identify the problem a little. So let's call this feeling we have, the dread, the sadness, the dissatisfaction, Let's just make up a random name and call it Masrion. So throw out I am lonely. Throw away the complicated system of inequality and societal expectations making me broke. Masrion is making me lonely. Masrion took my hard-earned money. We each have a Masrion inside us. And by the time this seminar is over, we are going to defeat them. But to do so, we're going to need a little mental training, a spiritual pick-me-up. This indicates the role of a guardian or protector, with subsequent translations describing them as a guardian of gates or a guardian of doors. And it should be worth noting, rather than guarding against human beings getting in, their charge seems to be keeping other entities from getting out. A closer reading seems to indicate... And the way we do this is through visualization. So we are continuing to visualize a version of ourselves. An ideal version of ourselves. This is your brain buddy. You handle stuff in the physical world, but your brain buddy is going to take care of business in the mental, spiritual realm. And when I say ideal, I mean it. Dress them up how you like. Make them taller or stronger if you want. Anything. Just uh, don't imagine them with a weapon or make eye contact with them. It's bad for your um, psychology. So let's put this all together in a guided meditation session. Everyone close your eyes and let's tap out our rhythm again. We're tapping, aligning our heartbeats with our neighbors. Now visualize your brain, buddy. There they are. Looking good. Looking strong. Now we count down. Five, four, three, two, one. See yourself on a beautiful beach with golden sand. Listen to the waves. Now turn your brain buddy around. There's a majestic cliffside. And what's that? A cave in the cliff. Why don't we take a look at it? Feel the sand under your brain buddy's feet as you head up the beach. You see a path lined with beach grass heading up the cliffside. On the side of the path, you'll see a rock. Go ahead and pick it up. It's not too heavy. You might need it in a little while. Making our way up the path. Engraved stone names them as the protector, the god of herdsmen, the guard at the gate, Mazron. This, of course, turned into Mazrain as we move out of Elder Futhark, and finally, Mazrion. And this protective language is interesting and remarkably consistent over the myths we've discovered. One is reminded of the legend of a village discovering some sort of amulet or sacred object and falling to bloodthirsty violence as each villager tried to keep this object for themselves. 
Masrion, taking pity on the village, sent his trusted shepherd dog, who stole the amulet from the villagers and buried it to protect the village from temptation. In another story, we very clearly... Now we're making our way into the cave. It's quiet in here. The only sound is the sound of water dripping. Isn't that nice? I know it's a little dark, but there's no reason to be afraid. And as we walk into the cave, there's a light in there. It looks like it could be candles. Go towards that light. As your eyes adjust to the darkness, you'll see a gate blocking your way. Well, that's no good. Masrion is on the other side of this gate. We won't be able to give him what for if we can't get past this. Wait, you brought that rock with you, right? That might be able to break that darn gate open. Let's take our rock and knock it against the gate. Exactly five times. Let's turn our brain buddy around, head out of the cave a little faster, and we're leaving the mental space in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh man. Oh, those guided meditations, they can be uh really realistic, huh? Pretty intense. How about we take a break for lunch, clean up our nosebleeds, and uh after that, we'll continue the self-help seminar extravaganza. Everyone give yourselves a round of applause. Great work so far. Dr. Scorpion Blood's self-help seminar extravaganza is written and produced by me, Mike and Cheek. I also voice Dr. Dave Scorpion Blood. The historian is played by Douglas Batchelor. For more of his work, check out his podcast, What Magic Is This? Masrion was played by Bonner A. Golo. Bonner says that you can find him on Facebook if you want. The intro and outro music for this podcast is a remix I did of What a Beautiful Sunset by Angel Wayne. Thanks for listening.